0: So many overlaps in this conversation. My friend, Gail Root, is on the show, and I call her my friend. You'll find out how we know each other at the very beginning, so be sure to tune in for that. But she is light, you all. She's got such a joy about her, which we know, of course, is connected to our Father in Heaven, but her testimony is incredible. Married for 28 years, um, 20-plus years in the multi-level marketing or direct marketing, I guess I should say, realm, and now she's coaching. She's life coaching in that perspective of Christian kingdom leaders. And I just, I just can sense the transformation that's taking place in her own life and how she's actually serving from that place, which you all know, my passion to pain transformation zone is so critical for the way that we show up in the world. And we talked about the Mountains of Ascension. You guys know about that. We talked about this new book that I've been reading called The Return of the Prodigal and the roles that we all get sucked into, some good, some not, some honest, and some not, right? And how we can actually shift and change through that. And so I think it's really important for you guys to tune into this show, not just enjoy, but actually like listen and get sharpened and mean- Meanwhile, find that space of conviction. I talk about often about coming to these shows and just having an open heart and an open head to what the Holy Spirit can say to you. And He said a lot to me, and I know He said a lot to Gail, so I'm sure He's going to say a lot to you. So friend, we're so grateful to have you here. Be sure to tag us both review, share, like, comment, subscribe, all the stuff. You know, ding, ding, ring the bell. I don't even know if you do that here. You can do it on YouTube. But anyway, love you guys. Thanks for hanging out and being a part of the Fit and Faith podcast. It wouldn't be here without you. Welcome to the Fit and Faith podcast. FIT is an acronym representing founders, innovators, and trailblazers who are looking to live a life wholly, fully, authentically, and truly FIT. A space for us to connect on the raw, real stories of mind, body, and soul alignment of entrepreneurs and kingdom leaders. I'm your host, Tamara Andress, and this podcast isn't like the cookie cutter interview experience. I've been coined the entrepreneurial rabbi, and so we do go there, unscripted. No matter how far, wide, deep, or high the there is, my desire is to see people rise from the inside out into their greatest calling by sharing their truest stories, talents, and tips. As a purpose activator and brand builder, I believe our successes and failures are derived from who and whose we are, not what we do. But strategy and vision are equally as important to the mission. So let's cut to the chase together and get fit in faith. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Fit in Faith podcast. I'm so excited to have you, Gail. How's it going? Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's going to be fun. You guys, if you don't know Gail, I don't either. So let's just be honest. (laughs) I love this. I got to be transparent with my community, right? And I've got some people who come on the show who I've known forever. There are others who are like known from whether it's a glitz glam influencer realm. Um, But when I got to see your name on the deck for the week, I was like, ooh, who's this? I get to meet a new friend. And so I'm excited to explore. And you guys are getting essentially a real life like first date experience right now. (laughs) (laughs) So Gail, tell me all about yourself. Like, what are you most passionate about and where does that derive from? Wow. 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 What a
1: loaded question, right? So, (laughs) um, well, most passionate, um, you know, living a kingdom life, honestly, and helping other women to really live. I came out of a painful place of being a Christian, being a believer, um, but not having any fruit of the spirit to be honest. Um, Um, I would have told you that and I would have probably not admitted it, but it was truth. I was dealing with anxiety, doubt, worry, fear on a daily basis and trying to hold all the balls in the air and do all the things and really had um, uh, a radical encounter with the Holy Spirit. And it just um, really transformed things. And it's just, uh, I want other women to feel Mm -hmm. his presence every day. Um, and just walk into their kingdom assignment um, passionately. And because I've been from, I grew up in a um, direct sales family, Tamara. Wow. So I watched my father empowering women and he had five daughters. Wow. And I watched him in the real cool story about um, his mother, if we get to that. But watched him empowering um, women my whole life and wanting them being, being in and around direct sales and network marketing. Almost, my. I'm 55. So most of my life. And so when I was leaving the industry and called to coaching, God was like, well, of course, I'm keeping you in your field of favor. This is where you've been your whole career. So I do coach women of faith in the industry to really build their business on kingdom values. That's
0: amazing. And and I'm so curious, what was his, is it the same business, the same network marketing like era or what you guys do? No, not at okay. all. So my
1: father's 89. Um um he's still living amazing, but awesome. no, he is um he was actually, well, that's okay. So World Book Encyclopedia was wow. my
0: Wow. Yeah. That was, was an MLM?
1: Well, direct sales. Okay, direct sales. Okay, okay. Direct sales, yes. And so, and, and his mother, you're going to love this story. So his mom, he tells this story about, so she came over Ellis Island and um, was a super hard worker in New York city and would work in the garment district. And she came home one day, really, usually with joy. And my father, he said he was about 10. He's like, mom, why do you love your work so much? <laughs> and she said, because I get paid for every piece that I finish. And so she was teaching him paid for performance compensation that Mm. you didn't have to go to a nine to five and have someone else tell you what your rate was. Whatever she could finish well, she would get paid for. And so that planted a deep seed
0: in him and went on to spur his career. That is awesome. not so fun? Uh, yeah, it's really cool. And I think as I am a mother now to little ones and constantly being very mindful of the way that I speak about work and my creation time versus work or what does mom and dad to do? We go in and we help people every day, like just really changing the language and the vernacular to what is a hardworking person look like. And uh, it's been really interesting to hear them talk about it as they're getting bigger and in every idea that they have, is very entrepreneurial driven because I'm just kind of like, Ooh, that's a good idea. What can we do with that? What can we make with that? This past week, my son decided he wants to start a new business. He had one last year during COVID, but this one he wants to start doing, and he was going to do a dog walking company. And we were prepping the flyers, and he was going to walk around and do all this stuff. And we were talking about hooking Calendly up and how it was going to you know, alert him when he had to do it on the weekend. And we started really flushing out what this could look like. And he recognized that like he's only here because he has jujitsu tournaments all the time every like other weekend. And I so said, that's going to prove to be really difficult for the person who needs their dog walked every weekend. Mm-hmm. And so he decided instead of taking it completely off the table because he loves animals so much, he was going to start making his own dog treats. And so he is now creating give it. it. Dog it camera, treats. Right. It's so cool. So I love that there's like this lineage component to how we show up and it's often emulated sadly on the juxtaposing side of no freedom and you're paid per the hour and that's all you get, you know, so it's interesting to hear that. So tell me now after watching him and stepping to that for you, um, that freedom factor and, and what realm like pivoted you from actually being in the industry to actually elevating above and helping those who are within it?
1: Yeah. So what a great question. Um, really, it was just, it was that call on my life. I, I was literally sitting in church and I um, I didn't believe at this time in my life. Well, I, I didn't consciously, I wasn't consciously aware that I didn't believe, but I really didn't believe that God was actually speaking to me. I would get little signs or little things, but i I didn't believe that the Holy Spirit was actually wanting to communicate with me every day, which he does. And he yes. is. And it's so incredible. But I was sitting in church and I literally heard Christian life coaching. And I had been a coach for many years. And people had said, Gail, you'd be an amazing life coach. But it never made my spirit leap. I just knew it wasn't, you know. But when I heard that, and trust me, Tamara, we have a brick and mortar business. I had other things going on. I did not need. And our three boys at the time were in high school and lacrosse and all the things. I did not need another thing to do. But I walked out of there with such joy in my heart and I turned to my husband and told him. And he's usually like, What harebrained idea do you have now? And um he was <laughs> like, That sounds perfect for you. It's like this perfect marrying of your of your
0: faith and your coaching mm-hmm. and your life experiences. And I was like, Oh, this is something, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so, incredible, and it's so cool that you had that that affirmation. And it, honestly, from your spouse, who you guys have been together for twenty eight years, is that yes, still accurate? Yes. Incredible. Yes. Uh, that's also not common, right? And it's not common that when someone who has the entrepreneurial bug and they decide to go out and do something abnormal to what society would have you do Uh, to have that spouse support is like very rare. And I found it actually causes a lot of friction in the marriage because finances is one of the top reasons that people get divorced. And it feels like they're going on on this limb and doing something that they love and they're passionate about while the other person has to go and clock in or clock out and hold the fort down from a f- prosperity perspective for a while. Um, but I love that it was a Holy Spirit driven thing that had already readied the heart of your husband to say, yeah, like that's a no brainer, right? Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. It was definitely um, the whole, I, I was like, whoa, Lord, you're really moving in this. So that was super exciting.
0: So I'm curious, like how long ago did you have this Holy Spirit encounter? Because when you first set out the gate, I one could see the emotion welling up in your eyes as you were just like, I want more people to experience this, but two, like it feels so fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and
1: that true, that, that is, um, part of the Holy spirit. So daily. Right. Um, so let me go back. Uh, let's see. So we got to go pre COVID. So it would have been the spring of 19. Okay. In the spring of 19 and, um, then got into a Christian coaching program and then COVID hit and then it was, um, you know, having a coach tell me, Gail, this isn't happening to you. This is happening for you. And, you know, one huge, when you talk about freedom, um, and I'll probably get emotional with this, but, um, you know, as a Christian, as a believer for a long time, loving the Lord, I was trying to be a good Christian. And I didn't consciously know this, but what I was doing was it was like every day it was like, okay, how can I be a good mother? How can I be a good wife? How can I be, I'm going to church, check. I'm going to Bible study, check. I'm reading scripture, check. And what the Lord had to convict me of, and it was painful, Tamara, all the focus was on me. It was all mm. about me. Was I being a good mo- I being a good mother. Was mm. I being a good mom? Was I being a good Christian? Was I being a good girl? And I got introduced to a kingdom perspective and like everything shifted. It was like, this is about Jesus. This is about, I want this to be with Jesus, for Jesus. He wants to co-lead and everything like, like this joy just opened up and freedom opened up. And I found, uh, I ended up researching, how do I, um how do I spend every day seeking him first? And so through a number of uh, things, I won't go into a long tangent on it, but I have a six step morning practice that I do now every morning and it's seeking him first and his word and vision and journaling and reading and calendaring, but it's all for him, with him. And I've heard you talk about um, the MITs, the most important tasks. And it really is. It's working from rest. It's saying uh, no more striving, no more hustling. Um, And I know, people have different definitions of that. So I'm not trying to shame anybody, but I'm saying I worked from that performance-based place. And, you know, oh, you'll love this. So in scripture, we look at Genesis and we think, okay, you work and then you rest. But when you really look a little bit closer, and this is just a fun little twist on it and take, you know, anybody can take what they like from it. But God created Adam and Eve on the sixth day. And then what happened? They rested. So Adam and Eve's first day was resting. <laughs> That's good. So well, it's like, it was like, oh my gosh. That's so good. Start from a place of rest, right? I we love start that. from a place of rest. Rest is I surrender, I trust. And then from there we work. We don't work to rest. We work from rest.
0: I love that. I've actually awesome.
1: never heard that, Gail. Really? I've never heard. Yeah, that's really well, good. And when you said that MIT is the most important task in having three, you know, Lord does not want he doesn't. Yes, his burden is light, but his burden is not intense and
0: exhausting and overwhelming. Then we're just in self. Right, completely, and yes. yeah, I think w- people can get that misconstrued, right? It's like, oh, that's easy for her to say. She's only got three things to do today, and it's like, <laughs> no, y'all. Like, if you see my task list, it got a
1: hundred things to do. So today. many yeah.
0: things, and that's one bracket, yeah. right? And then I've got, I do have all of my roles to be a good wife and a good mom and all of those things. But it's really my question to self at the end of the day yeah. is, did I move the needle? Mm -hmm. and and knowing that it's not some pie chart that I'm moving the needle in, that it's an alignment factor of self. It's, it's God always superseding every element of who I am. And if I am out of alignment, I'm going to feel it. And so are you. It's like when you eat all the bad junk that day because you're stressed and overworked and everything falls to pieces because of one element of alignment being wrong. You can't stack something and it's like playing Django with your life, right? And like everything. Falls to pieces. But if you think of a wheel, a lot of people will do the wheel and they're like, oh, faith is over here, and fitness is over here, and friends and family are over here. And it's like, oh, if I don't touch that today, it's okay. But mm-hmm. for me, I don't think it's an it's not a non-negotiable, it's a non-negotiable. It is a non-negotiable. Yeah. Yeah. That every day an element of thyself connected to the image of God has to be something that we nurture and has to be and gets to be, right? Like yeah, it gets to be. Such an like honor to to be in this this life the way that we do, and I think that's where when you talk about the fruits of the spirit, it becomes this place of existence that like nobody can ignore, right? It, it's an unignorable joy that you're talking about. Yeah. It's an yes. unignorable peace mm-hmm. that transcends all understanding, even in the midst of a chaotic world. I mean, think about all the things that media would be throwing our way right now. And here we are talking about peace and joy and comfort. And it's not because we're neglecting what's happening to brothers and sisters across the world. It's the fact that they actually have access to have this same joy, peace, and comfort in the situation and predicament that they're in. Yeah, I bet. Wow. I mean, talk about Holy Spirit. I think that's really where people forget the power that he has no matter the circumstance Mm -hmm. and so it's interesting that you know the way that you get to serve is in regards to these people who are you know pursuing one element of thyself but every other piece you're you're putting them you're that that alignment that chiropractor right putting them back into alignment in their pursuit of perhaps finances or um, security Yeah. So, you know, I literally um, the last
1: company I was with um, and I knew my days in the industry were were wrapping up, but Lord wasn't calling me like to really shut the door. And so I was like in this tension of what's going on. And so I started noticing all the time, all of these Christian people in the industry of direct sales and network marketing. I was like, Lord, Why are you calling so many of your daughters into this industry? And quite frankly, most of them are struggling. Why? Why? And so, um, you know, then he showed me how the industry is really founded on biblical principles. Freedom, servant leadership, multiplication, prosperity, building community. Um, I mean, it just, I was like, oh my gosh. And then it was like, well, then why are they struggling? Because the enemy has had a foothold here. For a long time, the enemy brings shame. Imagine that there's a kingdom path in network marketing. And when you really look at it biblically, it's very clear. Personal transformation, freedom, multiplication, servant leadership, community, real life-giving community. Those are all powerful foundational tenets of the industry of direct sales network marketing. Now, it's been perverted by some out of fear. And that self striving and performance anxiety, but the enemy does not want those daughters to rise up and really take hold of what God has for them, because when you can see that He wants you to be a great light in the industry, so that you, not just so that you can pay a bill, yes, so, so good. that you can actually prosper enough to pour yeah. out to others and teach other women to do the same. Wow. So that is really the movement. It's his movement and it's too big. I cannot begin to do it alone. And I see him moving in the industry. I see him calling. And so I just wait for him to keep bringing collaboration um, because I know it's a daughters of the king in network marketing. Rise.
0: It's so good. And I never thought about that foundational premise of what they have cultivated and why it has worked so well. And I specifically think for like the women is that coming from mothering perspective of like, we need that freedom, right? Like we need to, to be able to stand in the Proverbs 31 and wake up before the kids and do some of the things and then do it after they're napping. And like, we need to be multi-talented and multifaceted at every given minute and it's an amazing industry to be able to do that. Um, but I have seen a lot of broken hearts in that space. No different than the church though, right? Like no Absolutely. different than the church. And I actually have an opportunity to share with a lot of my clients who are in that same realm, who are kind of feeling like capped in the industry, yes. right? Where like they've gotten to the top, they're doing phenomenal. They, they are doing well from a prosperity perspective and they just feel limited by their ability to actually either share the gospel or they feel limited in their ability to bring because you guys, well, I say you guys, it's not you, but the systems have been set up that they can't like cross pollinate, kind of like the teams are the teams are the teams are the teams, right? And you can get a lot of friction in that because if there's a broken element, you're now stuck in a broken system, even though the overall idea and foundation perhaps. Are the same. It's like you're in a good sandwich and you want to get out because you don't want to be with those other ingredients, but you don't have a choice. And so it's been interesting for me to stand alongside them. And I'd be curious in that kind of propel and transition for you. How have you been able to kind of remove yourself from that place and also still serve those those same women? Yeah.
1: So it's really, it's been such a gift that I had my years in the industry and can see, and I did, I I, I did, I did the Lord's help use the obstacles as always, right? Whenever we go through obstacles and difficulty in our life, it's always to, to then be able to serve from that place of knowing. And so, um, you know, having chased all the carrots, And done all the things and built the big team and and had the income coming in. And it was like, but I use God as a consultant. It was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then when I can't do it anymore, okay, God, calling in the big guns. I really need you now. Okay, it's yeah. like, like That's when you need a consultant, you're at the end of your rope, and you're willing to pay just about anything for this consultant to come in and give you some guidance. And so it was um, So now helping women to really build their to first, honor him, He's the one who brought them to their business, brought them to the industry. He's got great plans for them, and believe it. Declaring, you know, this like affirmations. It's like, no, we we don't need affirmations. We need declarations of His Word over our lives, His mm, truth good. over our lives and our business. And then, um, so we we overhaul the heart, and then we really move into what does it look like to sell from the kingdom perspective. So we give up selling for serving. We give up recruiting for inviting, inviting women into relationship. Um, and so he's just, he's just rained down on my heart. Um, and just giving me content, content that just keeps coming. And it's just such a, it's just been such a blessing. So I'm kingdom dream chasers built dreaming with God, you know, Bill Johnson's the seven mountains, um, Yeah. So the seven mountains and business is one of the mountains. God wants his kingdom people to invade. And so we need to rise up. And I think, you know, when you mentioned those leaders um, who are kind of at that, like, okay, what now? What now? And I, I do think um, that God can just completely reinvigorate them when they see that they can bring the good news. They can bring the gospel. It doesn't have to be an you know, overtly Christian message, but they can bring the gospel and good news into a much greater purpose um, in network marketing than maybe they've just even thought possible before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think I I definitely have that ascension of the business mountain as well and multiple others, but business specifically. And it's this knowing too, that like in this space, we actually are almost granted more of an open heart and an open door than that of the religious mountain. Mm -hmm. And I say that because business leaders or even people working in businesses, they are open-minded to personal development for the most part. They are open-minded to this idea of leadership and companionship and community development because it's something that's just constantly in the forefront of their conversations. And sometimes HR makes them, right? But regardless, like there's this open heart, there's this open door for more, especially if they're in this place of stagnancy mm-hmm. and on the antithesis of that when you go into a church and like they've been conditioned yes. right and it, the conditioning that's happening in that space and i say this with a whole heart because i believe in the church and i believe in, in god's desire for the church yes. um, but there's been this conditioning that has left them in this stagnancy of like you just stay right there yes. like you're good right where you are mm-hmm. i will come and spoon and feed you every day or every Sunday, once a week when we know right. we need it more than that. Mm-hmm. And that's enough for you. It's almost like you were saying those check boxes, like living in that checks and balances system of our life versus God being like, "Hold on. It's not even about you. It's about me." Exactly. Right? And like getting his glory into our conversations, getting his glory into the way that we show up to life every single day, even getting his glory back in the church, right? Wow. This is so powerful.
1: I had, um, you know, and, and again, just like you said, I, I I am proud to be a Christian. I am a believer. I have been for a long time. Um, I do love calling myself a kingdom business coach because for me, it just is a greater, um, encompassing of the kingdom life. So what I discovered though, is that the church has done, and I mean this with all respect, but, um, a great disservice to many people in the sense that what they've determined is sacred as a vocation. And this makes me really emotional um, because, you know, what's sacred? Being a priest, being a pastor, being a missionary, being a youth leader, being a worship leader. Those are the sacred vocations. Mm -hmm. And as if the title... As if the title is what makes something sacred. Hello, it is Jesus that makes something sacred. And so you have women who literally can be ministering in the marketplace, rising up. God has equipped them with so many incredible stories and, and abilities to minister and teach and love on and serve. But, oh, you know, they don't feel called. They don't feel that they have a place or a voice. And so imagine if the church would say, minister wherever god has called you to minister that that the vocation isn't sacred because of its title the vocation is sacred because of who's called
0: you to it oh and my it, god this is so good and this is the same even for teachers right like anyone amen. it's for everyone it's not an and exclusive flight attendants doctors nurse. right yes. yes yes and i mean it's so wild to think of like, if you were to shift and this goes back to that, like daily practice or those MITs or whatever that be, if you were to shift the mentality of like, I don't have to do this. I get to do this on his behalf that he's already actually gone before you even in the day. And therefore you're just, you're not, finding the path, right? That's a part of FIT. The acronym of FIT is Founders, Innovators, and Trailblazers. It's like, we're just literally following in his footstep and making way. So like the prayer being, the declaration being, God put me in the path of the person that I need to pour into today. Put me in the path of the person who needs to hear from you or see the life that I get to live based on your freedom, based on your sending your only son to do what he's done for me. And so it's, it changes everything. It's just like this conversation. Like we, I pray before we get on these things with intention to be like, oh gosh, Holy Spirit, show yourself. Not Gail Root, not Tamara Andress, but like what has been manifesting in our life that can be fruit for other people to bear witness to, to have sustenance from, and the process of their becoming story.
1: Yes, wow, so good. You know, and you're just, um, you know, I, I've just been so touched, and it's such a, it's such a testimony to the, the, t- su- the times such as this right now. You know that we're all esters right now because. Um, In this digital age that I can watch your podcasts, that I can watch what you're doing. I can go hear your message. I can hear your heart. I can see your joy. I don't have to be in the same room with you having coffee down the street that we can, that in, that I can come onto your podcast and I can learn. I can be ministered to. I can be inspired to dream God sized dreams by watching what you're doing. And how you're impacting, you know, your space. And it's it's just so powerful that we get to live in this place. And and doing a podcast, that's another thing that God's tricking me out. Yes, in. do I, it. I am I am a very visual learner and, yeah. and 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 podcasting is is really you know new to me and it's it's uncomfortable. And the Lord's like, hello, Gail. Yes. Oh, you if you have heard, <laughs> heard this, you're gonna so love this. The Lord says, Gail, I'm not betting on you. I'm betting on my power working through
0: you. Come on. Yeah. The
1: first time I heard that, it completely wrecked me. One, because my pride was completely stung. At the first time. <laughs> you're like, shoot, I've been trying to. What so do you hard? mean you're not betting on me? Hello? <laughs> uh, and then there was this incredible flood of relief. Please, thank you for not betting on me, but betting on your power working through me. And it just was just a confirmation of joy that I was on the path that he wants me to be on and, um, you know, that I didn't have to fall into that performance anxiety and striving and trying to figure it all out. Just move. He will guide. He will guide. He doesn't steer the parked car. Gail, get moving so he can steer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's so awesome. And I say this to people all the time. you one of the gals who's on right now. She's like, she'll push you out of a plane. She's good at the support and encouragement in the process, but it's like yeah. the action piece is really just where he wants his heart. And it goes back to the conversation of rest at the beginning, like acting from a restful spirit yeah. is not striving, but it is movement. And Absolutely. being still is a command of movement to be is an action word. And so it takes us actually moving into that space. And some days, absolutely. Some days you might not actually be like running a marathon. Some days I might not be live, right? But there are other things that are moving in my spirit. There's moving in my mind and they're moving in my will to be able to activate. But the best part about what you said is like, don't bet on me. like I, I'm flesh, right? I, I don't always get it right, but if we're betting on God Amen. and and that's where that cool thing is, even when you were saying when he whispered like Christian life coach, right? Christian business coach. When he whispered those things to us, we didn't have to have all of the pieces of the puzzle to figure it out. All we had to do was take that little piece. Because if we had everything, we'd get lost and we'd get stagnant and we wouldn't be able to do it. We'd freeze because there's a thousand million pieces and we can't put it together. The dogs ate and walked away with half of them, right? <laughs> and so it's this knowing that like, he's only going to give you enough for the next step. Mm. And that's the faith piece where we get to bet on him to say, God, like I'm moving. You better put something out in front of me or I'm going to fall flat on my face.
1: I love when you talked about all the pieces. So I don't know if you love to do puzzles. And I really do, do. I do.
0: Me and my I son. Do. I love
1: puzzles. But for me, I have to have the cover of the box. The yeah. cover of the box has got to be propped up. Yeah. Because there's a system, right? You get the four corners first yes. and then you get the frame. Okay. So I literally early in my coaching journey, um your, your point on action, you know, that is the, that is faith. That is the leap of faith holding back saying, God, show me the cover of the box and then I will move. He's like, Gail, I'm not giving you the cover of that box. If I give you the cover of the box, you're out of here. You're going to be gone. And you're going to be like, oh, thank you. you. Won't rely. you, won't lie. you when I need you Lord. You know? And he's like, girl, I'm not giving you the cover of the box because I know exactly what you're going to do. You have to trust me that I know what the cover of the box looks like and it's amazing and I don't want you to miss any of it. So depend on me, sit at my feet, listen for my guidance, know that I am speaking. You know, it breaks my heart that people don't think that the Lord wants to speak to them every day that they can hear his voice and hear his guidance and some some of my you know my clients will say well gail how do i know if i'm hearing from the lord i'm like girl just know that he is speaking and if you don't it doesn't matter if you're hearing it right then you will it's it's an act of faith it's an act of trust and belief and then as you do that you will hear him
0: that's really good actually me like prompted in my spirit i've never used this analogy before but I went to an elementary school that had um, the hearing impaired students of, of the community were there. And so instead of being in like the traditional choral department where you would do a chorus, we would actually learn sign language in conjunction with the choral um, piece that we were practicing. Lion King was one of the ones that I remember specifically. And uh, it, as you were saying that, it was like I saw this person who was deaf who like they're standing in the kitchen and they see that there's noise being made, right? But they can't actually hear it. And so they're like summoned closer to the action to understand what's actually happening by watching. And if God is constantly speaking and we are constantly looking, it doesn't mean that's an audible sound. It means he's positioning someone who's making noise for you right in front of you, but you're not looking or you're not listening with the ears of the world. You're, you need to do it with the ears of your spirit. Right. And that's where like your spirit has senses too. Right. And so I think that part is something I've been exploring in the last year is just like, what are the six senses when it comes to my spirit, man, that dwells inside of me? And how can I activate from there? Like taste and see that I am good. Taste and see that I am God. What does that mean? Taste the Holy Spirit. What is that? Right. And I have a gal who's actually in my coaching program right now. She calls herself a perfumer. And she is very much about creating perfumes. And she believes in the fragrance of heaven and she believes in the fragrance of God and the oils associated to that. And so she's like, perfume is all over the Bible. And I now get to minister to people based on a scent. Wow. And I'm like, that's so powerful, right? It's so beautiful. Wow. 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 Hidden Faith Media Co. is dedicated to activating mission-driven leaders in the marketplace by way of publishing, press, and play. Because your story doesn't just matter to you. It matters to move others. We help you dissect and share your message through podcasting, book writing, and business development. These three areas are exactly how my team and I have opened doors to stages, become the best-selling author I always dreamed I'd be, and even the entrepreneur that energetically and joyfully shows up to serve each and every day. Literally nothing I do feels like work. Every day feels like play. And we'd love to help you live the same life of freedom and fun. If you're a speaker, a writer, or an aspiring business owner, let's jump on a call today to vision cast your future together. Go to www.fitinfaithmedia.com. Again, that's fitinfaithmedia.com. Book your call. If you're a founder, an innovator, a trailblazer, or a wannabe, we can help you get there. Let's do it.
1: You know, um, the you mentioned the lion and it made me, um, you know, if, uh, behind me and why I have this guy here behind me. Um, we talked about belief and taking that action, and it's scary. It's scary to take that action. Um, I just had Lord just convicted me recently on something that he spoke to me a while ago. And I thought, oh no, I, I can't share this yet because I don't have it all figured out yet. And he was like, really, Gail? Really? Y- you know, here we go again. I'm like, oh my God. So <laughs> not lion, I know, I know. I'm hard as bricks. <laughs> so the lion, he is not the smartest in the jungle. He is not the fastest in the jungle. He is not the strongest in the jungle, but he is the leader because he believes. He believes in who he is. I mean, the cheetah is the fastest. The the elephant is the strongest or the, I think it's the elephant. You know, the giraffe is the tallest and you keep going through all of these animals that are, you know, but the lion believes he is the leader of the jungle. And it's that, that belief that I am a daughter of the king, I am a daughter of the King. And it, I think it just breaks his heart that we don't live as a daughter of the King, you know, with our, with our heart breaking, you know, the first thing we have to do as a daughter of the King is seek him first. Right. So we seek him first in our business.
0: Um, yeah, it's just, um, it's really powerful. I, I newly saw a reel of that just recently and mm never, you know, never thought about it that way either. It's just the lion is the king. That's all you ever hear. And, uh, what's interesting connected to that is this idea of like the daughter and the son, right? We hear, I've been studying this, uh, book by a painting of Rembrandt and the book is called the return of the prodigal son by Henry. Somebody got to look it up. It's really good. I've been talking about it all week. I need to get his last name in my mind. Um, but is this idea that the we always are like most connected to the prodigal son or the prodigal daughter, mm-hmm. and it sounds like in your life, and this is something for you to even look up to, and I'm not saying this in like a negative way, but that because you've been in the church and you've played that good Christian role, you've actually played the brother role in the cert of that experience in the home where you've been alongside the the goodness and the grace and the mercy, and you've been working the fields and the allotment is yours. Yeah. And yet that you haven't had that like full Holy Spirit experience. So you haven't come to full surrender. You've kind of stood in that space and me too. So that's why I can say this of, yeah. of righteousness almost, that when the brother, the prodigal comes home, we have empathetic eyes because we are connected to the Holy Spirit the way that we are. But there can also be that tug from a lot of people who have been in the church to be like, why did they get that first? Why did the party get thrown for them? And I've been here like stewarding everything that God has given me. And it's still the floodgates haven't opened. Mm -hmm. And so I just feel like as you were talking, the thing that I really see you shifting into isn't, isn't the brother and it's not the son or the daughter, if you will, it's actually that father role and that you're actually playing the father which is here on earth as it is in heaven we need the people who have their hands wide open to receive the prodigal and to also invite in the righteous that are standing at our side condemning the prodigal right and so it's a huge role to play but i just i was in the word this morning and and that's kind of as you're sharing i'm like holy cow she's you've got the heart to be able to say, come one, come all. Let me share with you without any like inclination of need for you. It's just through him that he's working in that father role. So wow! um, I got to send you that book because it's so good. You're going to love it.
1: I would love to read it. You know, that's so powerful too. And it's a confirmation because I, I mean, the Lord was showing me, I did have, you know, it's almost 30 years, actually this Thursday, it'll be 29 years, um, but I did have a radical surrender was living a a life that um, I knew I shouldn't be living. And, um, and had a, had a radical surrender with that and gave up alcohol and um, have been sober for 29 years. This, this Thursday, what is, yeah, that's amazing. Um, So yeah, but the Lord was, I was finding myself, this is so interesting, Tamara. The Holy spirit definitely just spoke to you, uh, spoke to me through you. Um. I was finding myself with women that I coach um, that kind of tension of frustration, wanting to like um, pull them along through their obstacles a little bit more. And the Holy spirit h- convicted me and reminded me, hello, where were you? Not that long ago. Mm-hmm.
0: You know? mm-hmm.
1: And so um, it's just such a, I just, the power of coaching, uh, I was talking with another coach today and, you know, whenever I'm, whatever I'm coaching, it, you know, I get this little, the Holy Spirit, like, are, are you working on that? Like, yeah, we, yeah, we, so we good. were talking about as business women, we need to be having monthly, wh- where's my income? Where are my expenses? Where's my profit? Hello? This yeah. is a good business practice, you know? Yeah. And so, and it was like, uh, we're, Gail, okay, where's yours? And so I was like, January, February, I got mine done, you know? Um, but just that, that, uh, the transformation that we're offering God is so incredibly gracious and loving that, that we're giving transformation to the women that we coach and we're receiving it from the Lord, you know, as we For were sure our issues. So it's just, so For
0: sure so it really is. And I think that that's where like the consistent sharpening has to come into play. Right. And like yes. our contender continued surrender, because it can get to the point where you're just like, affirmation 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 to the people who they're receiving coaching from but also just always remembering that 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 tapping on the spirit or like somebody be like i cannot believe you just said that i'm like i didn't say it god said it and it's hard for people to understand that but it's just constantly pointing back to him in everything that we do um and i think you know people will give me kudos about the podcast or my business or my social media and i'm just like None of it. Like if I went dark right now, it would still get the glory because of what has transpired. And so I just, I'm encouraged by you. I'm encouraged by your like gentle spirit that I know is, is the lot. is the lion, right? Like the lion within you who like you're a, that got that motherly. And this is the thing that's really important for people to know that like Yes, people speak to the fatherless nation that we exist in, but it's no different in the mother realm. And so we have to have that fierce and that feminine simultaneously so that people understand that God is a father and God is a mother. And your empathy matched with your ferociousness is what people need in this time more than anything. Oh, beautiful. So beautiful. Thank you for that. Yeah.
1: Tell me. I'd love for you to tell me a little bit more about grow with God and your joyful as well. I mean, if you, I, I love you. I, can,
0: I, she, I truly. She's like, let's do it while we're live. Why not? I want to hear it. <laughs> Oh, gosh, we've well, got to come to grow for God. It's grow your business for God's sake was the original name of the conference. And it's still got the tagline for it. But grow for God, just because I am constantly thinking towards illusion, towards metaphor and the flower and the fields and the harvest and the seed time harvest and what that looks like. And so it's a time and opportunity for us to come together in community, to be sharpened together as business and ministry leaders. And I have a, a client who calls it business tree. And I'm like, that's so good. And so it's missions um, in the marketplace and those leaders who I believe are exactly in the space that we were talking about here, who actually are operating in a ministry mentality and they don't know it. And so giving them the unlock to the Holy Spirit and using the exact information that you're sharing here that like the bet's not on you, the bet's on him and he's not going to fail you. And so stop trusting in yourself and start trusting in the Lord and see what happens and what's going to manifest in your life because of it. And so it's a time of worship. It's a time of entertainment and joy uh, community. And there's going to be speakers from every different genre who will be there. So that's exciting and happening in Nashville later this year. And then the joyful entrepreneur just launched today. We have wow. new pods that come every eight weeks. And so that's Wait, an say incredible that again. So it,
1: this happens yeah. every
0: eight weeks, every eight weeks, there's a new pod that launches. Yeah. Okay. And so it's a group of people who come together in the season that they're in and they're laying all of the over overwhelm all of the hustle hard all of the grind to the side and they're recentering themselves or they're starting in a place of centering because a lot of times new newly preparing entrepreneurs who are just coming into it there's you know shiny light syndrome there's a thousand ways that you can develop a business and ultimately I want them in that tailor-made expression of this is not by done by anybody else other than you and God. And the way that everybody else has done it is not likely the way that you're going to do it. So let's unpack what that looks like. And you're going to step out into joy immediately versus having to do what I did. And it sounds like parts of your story shared where we had to retract and start again. And yeah. so I don't want to see people in the retraction phase. We we have nothing but Fields to plow and things to do in the kingdom here on earth. And so setting people up well and getting them their systems and the things that they need and and understanding that there are opportunities for them to exist in the joy factor, the peace factor, and not overwhelm. So wow, really I love it. Fun. And there was a, there was a um, writing a book
1: component too in it. Yeah, right?
0: so the anthology is um, something that we're launching in conjunction with the Grow for Your Business for God's Sake conference. And so people who want to come together who have this shared heart, who are already operating in it, ideally not in the launch phase, they've been in business, um, in business tree, if you will, for a while now, and they want to share that testimony. And so there will be a collection of 20 authors who will all have a panel and the book launch will happen at the conference and um, they're going to get to write a chapter in this book called "The Joyful Entrepreneur,"
1: okay, okay, good, all right, uh, exciting, yeah. yeah thanks for letting me share. When I read, I was I, you know, I was thinking that it was you were walking through how to write a
0: book. So, if that's another coaching program for you, um, yeah. I've got. I have retreats. I do uh, a book writing retreat uh, that happens every year, and so that's an opportunity to see what the process is like in that experience, while also starting writing and crafting your your specific story. That happens in New Orleans in September
1: fun i love yeah. all I the things you i just <laughs> help follow you and watching everything that you're doing gosh it's just so exciting it's just inspiring you know i think this is such a huge part of you know the kingdom life is watching what god is doing in other kingdom entrepreneurs because you're casting vision you don't even need to don't even know it i mean
0: but you're casting vision um, and you guys all have access to this that's the part that i want people to unlock it's like it's not tamra's idea like it, it literally god gives me idea and i'm like okay i guess this is happening and half the, the time my team is looking at me with their eyes bulging out and they're like oh gosh what is what she going to tell down? us today <laughs> but it's, they too trust and lean on the fact that like i am in connection and communication with god and they are too. And so, yes. if there's a prompting in their spirit, like I have these people specifically safely secured around me with intention, and they have full access to saying, We're not going that direction, or we're not saying yes to that partnership, or we're not going to do this thing because. There's times where I get eager, right? And I'm like, oh, this is my idea. This is a good idea, not a God idea. And so right. having that checks and balances, and I think that's probably something you help assess as well in your coaching program is like, you have to have a checks and balances of people and sisters and, and brothers who are going to help you stay aligned. You know, and God was just showing me that this morning that, you know, really we, we live
1: in a time and... um I'm not trying to be insensitive to anything else going on in the world, but you know, here, especially in the United States, we live in, well, North America, but just so much abundance, so much abundance that it's just almost, uh, it's, it's deafening. Really, in in some ways, um, how much abundance we live in, and so we one we have that microwave mentality. So we want to quit real fast um, when things get uncomfortable because we're so used to just oh I'll just I don't need to worry about dinner I'm just going to go through a drive through oh I want this food I'm just going to pop it in the microwave and I'm going to have it in just a minute. So w- we're set up to have very short persevering windows, you know. Um, but when we think about um, what what God's doing in the sense of good versus what God wants us to do. There is for, for the believer. There's so much good. There's so many good choices. And that's why I think so many Christians get, do get so overwhelmed in business or they, or they just put their hands in the air at some point, because just like you said, that shiny object syndrome or they're looking, looking, looking for, cause it's good. Cause it's good. But this is good. I'm mean, going to say yes to this because it's good. But wait, Gotta kind of slow down. We have to listen, pause, surrender everything, and listen for his voice. What is best? What are those MITs? You know, what are the things he's calling me to do today? Not what's good. Because we can make ourselves crazy doing what's good. We want what's what, what God wants us to do.
0: That's so brilliant, Gail. Really, really a sound uh piece of advice. And I think people. Can even look like from those perspectives, like I see all the things that they're doing, right? And I want to do all of those things too. And that—that's not your path. Like God has your own strategic path and in, intentionally designed. And I will get guilty of that microwave desire, right? And I was just in a car ride with my husband this past weekend, and he was like, you know, when you first started out on this journey, and you would get to that sensation of overwhelm, or you would, you would operate in that flight or fight mentality towards something that was happening within the business. He said, I wanted to jump in and protect you. And often he would come to the rescue because he's been an entrepreneur longer than I have. And he's got more sound wisdom, sage wisdom to share in that regard. And he would he would jump in, he would give me like this is the plan of action, let's do this. He would even come in and financially support me for a while and be like, it's okay, I've got this month, it's okay, like just keep going. You're doing the Lord's work, right? And he, he was confident in that. Again, that support system is everything. Be equally yoked in that as well. Um, but he said, as I've watched you mature, and I've watched you continue to go. I see when these times are coming, and I don't feel the desire to like jump in and save you because what I'm recognizing is like, you are doing the exact same process of growth that God needs you to process, that I had to process. And those hard spot moments are going to make you, they're going to make me a better coach, a better empathetic, a more of a loving mother and father, more of an abundant, you know, leader, because we're going to get it. We're going to understand what it feels like. And we're going to be able to speak and drive right home into it. And God's going to give us the tools to get out of it. And therefore, we're going to know and be armored in that time to say, oh, you don't have to fight like that. Try this weapon, right? Like, this is how I got out of that situation. And so it was um, one of those things where like, thanks a lot, babe. But simultaneously, I'm like, thanks, babe. Yes. Like, I know it's out of love.
1: It's such a beautiful one testimony to your marriage um, that he's trusting you and he's watching the Lord equip you. You know, I remember when the Lord started first showing me visions and thank you, Tamara, so much for saying, uh, cause I just need to hear it again and again, that whatever someone else is doing, um, be, in, be, be inspired by it, yeah. be encouraged by it, celebrate them. Um, want, you know, lift them up in prayer, but it won't be your path lean into the Lord. He's going to show you. So when he first started casting vision about what I was doing, I was like, what? I can't, I can't do this. Um, So, but what he was showing me is the woman that you are today, Gail, is not the woman who is going to be able to accomplish, you know, uh, yet you have more equipping to do. So what that does is when the difficult times come, I don't have to feel that sense of I'm failing or I'm, I'm just like, okay, Lord, this is, you're equipping me here. This is, this is difficult. I need to move through this, but you are equipping me. You're you've already made a way out and I can rely on you in that. Um, and it's not easy, but, but then exactly what you said, my trust in him grows because he gets me through it. He gives me the resources. He shows me in ways that only he could have, you know, gotten me through. So my trust in him grows and deepens my dependence on him deepens. And then therefore my ability to hear what he's calling me to do and who he's calling me to serve and how he's calling me to show up. It's just, it's just this beautiful. You
0: know, it is yes, it is. And it, it goes right back to what I had shared earlier, is like we have to we have to reposition ourselves from the brother in the prodigal um prodigal experience because that's what will happen we can be in that victim mentality. We're prodigal. We can be in that arrogant mentality or like, this is the way I'm going to do it. We'll be in a brother perspective. And meanwhile, we should be celebrating that somebody else is is having a victory in the kingdom. Yeah. And so it's it's a hard place to be when the fattened calf is killed for someone else. And you're like, I've been working my tail off. But simultaneous to that, it's like God's like, Kevin, you're invited. I, I, I have all of those calves are yours. You're we right celebrate that yeah, you celebrate you every day. He loves you no less just because he's loving on another brother or sister in a different way at this moment. But you still have a ring and a robe on you because you are a daughter of the king. And so it's it's a hard mentality to break. And I don't think that it's ever a broken mentality. I think it's a consistent evolution of self. It's that always becoming mentality and to just be easier on ourselves, Like, we're so good at giving grace to other people, and we're so terrible at giving grace to ourselves. Mm, so it's it's, it's it's always something I have to remember, right? And I'm preaching to myself right now, Jake Gail, not you. <laughs> <laughs> but That's sister, good. it's been so good to get to know. You. I could talk to you forever. We're already an hour into the show, which I haven't done in quite a while. So that oh, says a lot. Wonderful. I'm just blessed by you,
1: blessed by your time, blessed by this opportunity. It's just. Um, very exciting. So thank you. I hope we you're welcome. To- I want
0: people to get in touch with you. I want them to be able to utilize you as a resource and come into your coaching program. So obviously all the links are connected, but do you want to share like a specific area that you hang out most so that they can come and get integrated? Well, that's so sweet. Thank you. I've, I have a free group, free
1: uh, Facebook group called kingdom solutions for women of faith and network marketing. Right. Um, and then I do have a, um, really in there is where I try to nurture and give and give some free training. I really let women come and see um, who I am. And then I do free challenges as well, which I love. is a very taste and see approach cool. um, to inviting women into a free challenge, whether I do it on my Master Your Morning, which is those six steps, or I do it on unlocking your purpose um but i really do speak to women usually in the second half of life are who i'm usually working with um that are in network marketing that want to work smarter not harder um and really want to align their business with kingdom values and really have purpose and a a thriving business but they also want to enjoy their grandchildren and they want to travel and they want a life um and i believe that that is the kingdom life um so yeah, really
0: awesome. I'm excited. I have some people I need to connect with, uh, doing not similar things but collaborative opportunities. So Love we'll do that. that after the show. Great Gail, thank you so much for being here. You guys surely get in touch with her, and it was a blessing. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tamara. Media Co. is dedicated to activating mission-driven leaders in the marketplace by way of publishing, press, and play. Because your story doesn't just matter to you. It matters to move others. We help you dissect and share your message through podcasting, book writing, and business development. These three areas are exactly how my team and I have opened doors to stages, become the best-selling author I always dreamed I'd be, and even The entrepreneur that energetically and joyfully shows up to serve each and every day. Literally nothing I do feels like work. Every day feels like play. And we'd love to help you live the same life of freedom and fun. If you're a speaker, a writer, or an aspiring business owner, let's jump on a call today to vision cast your future together. Go to www.fitinfaithmedia.com. Again, that's fitinfaithmedia.com. Book your call. If you're a founder, an innovator, a trailblazer, or a wannabe, we can help you get there. Let's do it.
1: This is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Ministry podcast. Learn how to share and defend your faith by listening to us weekly. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.